Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Welcome to the Board Game Snops podcast. This is the podcast about board games and other things, but mainly about board games. But at times we tend to banter about things. <coughs> Are you okay? Are you coughing? I think I'm going to make it. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or just email us, boardgamesnobs at gmail.com. We'd actually like to uh, just know who here watches JAG. I did watch Northern Exposure and the Caribbean same creators that made Northern Exposure tried to do another one, but it was like in the Caribbean in Jamaica and it lasted maybe like six episodes. I like Northern Exposure. Northern Exposure was good, but it had like funny, unique, quirky. Like it was the original quirky TV show. Yeah. I don't like that. They took that before Ali McBeal. I didn't like Ali McBeal. I didn't either. I'm glad Indiana Jones does. Yeah. I did see her once. I didn't. Yes, yes, we know. I'm we've, close. We've had this that discussion. time that I met Harrison Ford. Yes. Okay. Have I told that story? Yes. Okay. Just making sure, making sure you've heard it. Yes. So you, you tend to retell your same stories. Well, you tend to forget my stories, so I like well, to make good sure thing that for you. Well, I, I this is going downhill fast. <laughs> and if you were a good host, why is your leg propped up? Because my with your sock in my face. I have a bad knee. I hurt my knee. Doing what? I have had several. I have two bad knees, actually. <laughs> Good. That, that's about, that's all of them. Both of them. All of them are not up to par. Two of my four bad knees. <laughs> Why do you have two bad knees? I injured myself back in the day. You did it to yourself. Yes. How stupidity? You want to talk about it? No, I don't. I'm listening. No, I don't want to talk about it. Ask me something. Do you not have facts or something? You have your phone. Uh, are we not? Talking? Why you come at me aggressively? I didn't come at you aggressively. You really did. Like I sit here concerned about your knees. You're like, oh, don't you have something else? I have. Talk about? I, I feel like it's a sore spot. I, for I, you. It's a sore spot. It is literally a sore spot. I have bursitis. What's that? It's it's an inflammation of the protective sacs in your in your knees and ankles, <laughs> and it it. It hurts. Okay. I believe you. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. It's an inflammation of the bursa. <laughs> Who's bursa? It's Wasn't that the woman, the like wicked witch and uh, little mermaid? It's Ursula. Bursala. <laughs> She's got. I'm so inflamed. <laughs> inflamed my with rage. My kids watched Little Mermaid. She was for inflamed the f- with rage. My kids Ariel. watched Little Mermaid for the first time. And? They're scared to death. What? It's scary. Oh, it's very scary. You know they're coming out with a live version. Live I don't action. want to see it. Why? I'm done with the live version stuff. Uh, Lion King killed me from it. Oh, a Dumbo oh, was horrific. Oh my god! Beauty of the Beast. Oh, all these they're just killing me. They're just killing me. Why do you? Why do you have to take something that's animated and feel like you have to have a live action or vice versa? Money. Animation. Uh, uh, Lion King made over a billion dollars. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you yeah. might as well just get ready because they're going to keep coming. Well, they'll just keep coming. People stop going. 
if all 500 of our listeners would stop going to the movies, it's not going to happen. We would tank at least some of their money. I want to see The Little Mermaid. I I love The Little Mermaid. (laughs) I do. You you what? Good stuff. I don't know. It's not my. It's my probably my least favorite. Really? of the Disney's. I'm trying to think of no Pinocchio. One. I hate Pinocchio. What? I hate Pinocchio. The moral of Pinocchio's story, though, no. Pinocchio is a good one. No. It was very frightening. Don't lie. We get it. <laughs> Go ahead, children. Don't lie. <laughs> don't lie. Don't lie. We don't need a movie for two hours about a wooden doll that Giuseppe this weirdo made. Our listener? How dare you talk about our listeners? Giuseppe! Um, Did you know starfish can regrow their arms? Yes. In fact, a single arm can regenerate a whole body? Yes. Can you imagine? That's fine. I wish we had the science for that for me. To regenerate your arm? Just cut off my finger, make another me. I could go without a finger. But have another me, I'd send him to work in the morning. And I'd stay home and (laughs) play board games. I wish you worked that out, though. Is that your superpower to regenerate? No, my superpower is controlling time. But at what I want to know since you <laughs> since you, you brought this I up. I want to know if you cut your fingernails, would that regenerate another you? Uh, it depends on the science we're talking about. What here. about if you just is it DNA flake skin? Mm, Gattaca. So what all if, I needed was an eyelash. What if? Yeah. What if you just lost some of your eyelashes? I mean, you, you know, flake skin all the time. Thirty of forty you. pounds of it in your lifetime, and there you go. There's forty pounds of you just regenerating. And they're out there. <laughs> just a big blob of gob. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's oh, scary. I saw where there was like an actual fungus that's like a blob that like moves. Yeah. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. And they were like saying it was like the. Did you ever watch the blob movie? Yes, I did. Very frightening. What? <laughs> very very frightening. Thunderbolts of lightning. <laughs> Mama Mia. I'm not doing this. <laughs> Go ahead. My mom, like one of her favorite old scary movies was The Blob. The Blob. That was <laughs> not, so she that sits was not me scary. Down. That was gory. <laughs> she sits me. Now you're talking about the 1950s version oh, or 19, the 80s? The 80s was gory. The 50s was just The Blob. I don't know. It was very old. I don't know if it was, it was 50s, 50s or 60s. 50s. It was the 50s. It was basically <laughs> this big pile of jello. <laughs> That somebody's job was to like put it on a piece of cardboard and like pull it with rope to make it look like it's moving. And that was the blob. Well, it got you. And it moved very slowly. It's like, how do I not get away from this gelatinous blob? <laughs> it was not quick. It's just like the slow walking zombies. Like, how do you ever get bit by them? They come at you in packs. The first, the blob come out in 1958. Hmm. Wow. You can imagine the resources they had at their time to make this blob. Well, you know, they figured it out. Mm, a drive-in favorite. Steve McQueen was in that. Steve McQueen. Man. Does it get any cooler than it that? It don't get any cooler than that, but I don't. I didn't know that. What would Steve McQueen do? be doing in that? Uh, getting a paycheck. It was, it was the blob. Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> he started his acting career young. Uh, I don't think anyone was the blob. It was just an inanimate. It was a Jello. I'm telling you, they made it from Jello. Gelatinous cubes provided by Jello. <laughs> I wanted to talk about briefly before we get into the topic of the game for which we are about to <laughs> discuss. Did something I say tickle your fancy? Oh, re- 
hiding it. It says they try to protect their hometown from a gelatinous alien life form that engulfs everything it touches. The first to discover the substance and live to tell about it, Steve and Jane witnessed the blob destroying an elderly man <laughs> and growing to a terrifying size. So it basically preys on the old and immobile. <laughs> In the mobile. If you're slow. Uh, it's, it's sentient. It's a sentient blob. So that's what you would do. It killed an old man. First round out of the bucket. This is 1950. 1958. How rude. That's not PC, Blob. That's not PC. I, I don't know. I didn't know what to say. That. <laughs> I don't even say that. I don't know why we're talking about the Blob. I had no intentions of talking about the Blob. I didn't either. I, well, a, a slow moving sentient mass. There's <laughs> jokes me. that could be made. <laughs> I'm the Blob. <laughs> Uh, there's also a Marvel character, I think, called the Blob. Or just Blob. It's just a big guy. Just a big guy. Yeah. All right. What were you talking about? I was talking about games that are continually being produced that are basically older games with new themes on them. They're just recycling mechanics. Like what? Well, last episode, we talked about Irish Gage. Oh, yeah. We kind of talked about how it didn't do anything new. But yet, I have come to find that a lot of the new innovation in board gaming has coming from Kickstarter. Innovation. And not either Kickstarters or new designers. Let's put it that way. Uh, that are actually trying out new things or combining mechanics or just, or just taking other designs and streamlining them or adding to them. I just think that we're entering a stage now where the bubble of board gaming is eventually going to pop. I mean, it's basically like movie making is now. Right. Everything's a remake or a reboot. Yeah, everything's everything's being done over. And that's where we're at now. And so when you see something that's unique or that's good, that's been... People are aware of it, but I think people tend to forget because as, as it gets older, that term, the cult of the new, where people are just looking to buy something that's newer. So we played an old game. That we had missed out on, been on our wish list for a long time, and we loved the designers of it, so of course it was one that we knew we eventually had to play. Marco Polo. Now, Marco Polo was designed by the same group of designers that did Lorenzo, and some of them also did uh, Coimbra, some of them did Newton, some of them did uh, uh, that team. Zulkin. Uh, Telltale Con, and I'm missing something else. Oh, Newton. Uh, Grand Austria Hotel. I just oh. said Newton. Cabbage. Grand Austria Hotel. What's cabbage? Crabbage? Coimbra. Coimbra. No. Cribbage? Sabage? Cabbage. I don't know what What's you're... the newest one they come out with? I have no... Oh, Barrage. Bar <laughs> <laughs> cabbage. Yes. I knew there was an A-G-E at the end of it somewhere. <laughs> cabbage. You really like cabbage. I, <laughs> I do love you cabbage. Love cabbage. Boil it. You boil steam it, cabbage. Fry it. I will eat that I stuff. I don't like cabbage. Cabbage oh, smells nasty. It doesn't but, smell good. But you don't like mushrooms. I Brad. despise mushrooms. I love the shrooms. I do not like shrooms. Okay. I don't need any fungus in my life. Well. I got plenty. We, well, I says you get enough fungus in you. See my big toe here? What is that? Big toe. That's well, a good band that? name. Big toe hair. <laughs> Big toe hair? Falling toe jam. Big, Big toe, toe hair. hair. Well, everybody, opening for snake rectum is Big Toe Hair. <laughs> what style of music would they play? 
I prefer to think that's much like a alternative. No, no. Um, what was like, <laughs> like Limb Biscuit and Kid, oh, Kid Rock back in the t- trash? <laughs> yeah, that's what that was called. That's, that's what a big toe hair that's plus. A dumpster fire. Oh man, why did you bring them up? <laughs> What we're talking about, Snake Rectum. Limp Biscuit is. T- you know, I've had Snake Rectum in my head for a long ever since we discussed that podcast, and I can't get it out. I want to have to start a band. <laughs> Just so somebody can announce them. That's all I want to hear. We're at BGG. Remind me, we'll uh, we'll do one of those uh, game shows where we get to pick the team. <laughs> Isn't our team name Snake Rectum? Oh. Uh. So Marco Polo is a dice placement game. Caveat number one, I don't like dice placement games. Do you think any time that people called out to Marco, he just said Polo? <laughs> like, references on name. Hey, Marco! Polo! Hey, there you are! No, I don't think I don't know where that came from. I should have looked that up and prepared. <laughs> Why would that start? Do you know who Marco Polo was, right? Yes. Okay, good. I know that he was an Italian merchant, explorer, and writer who traveled through Asia along the Silk Road between 1271 and 1295 and stayed in China for 17 of those years. You wikipedia that. No. Yes. No. Yes. That's been on my mind this whole time, good. right after Snake Rectum. So, Marco Polo, who I believe died and was buried in San Lorenzo, the St. Lorenzo Church. Really? Because we're about to talk about Lorenzo oh. as well. Uh, hard merge. Marco Polo is a dice placement game. I don't like dice placement games <laughs> at all. No. It, now, at this point in your gaming career, you have to say, I like I them. I don't. No, I you do. I will not. Oh I will gosh. not give in. I don't like games that utilize dice as the main function. I just don't. Even though the last several games we've played that you love are all dice placement Never games. mind. So Marco Polo. You have a handful of dice, you roll said dice, and then you place them out on certain areas of the board to gain resources such as camels, silk, pepper, and gold, and you utilize those resources to complete contracts. You can go to this spot and get a contract. The main point of the game is to travel around the area there, basically the Silk Road, and set up trading posts. You place your dice, you travel down this map, and sort of kind of not area control, but it is racing to get to these areas to get the bonus first, and also to get to kind of like Ticket to Ride a little bit. You want to make connections. Like Mm -hmm. when your personal goals is to connect two of these places here. You want to swipe right and go all the way down here to (laughs) Moscow, put a a train post here, and then get down, down here to Karachi and put that there. I find it interesting. You know which way to swipe. Either way. If you are, you, oh, yeah, you busted you. you you're re- speechless. You just, you just. Oh, he's frozen his tracks. I was really like trying a to. Deer in headlights. I, I was trying to make a joke. Oh. I was trying to make a joke about Marco Polo and Tinder, but then I realized that that was like that is that is already a joke. There, there should be a dating app called Marco Polo where you Marco somebody there and then they an polo app. you back. There is an app called Marco Polo. And what is it? Uh, it's, it's not a dating it's, app. It's basically. Is like it a, a dating app for <laughs> for Italian merchants? No, it's basically just. Uh, I really like your pasta. <laughs> It's basically just uh, that was video messaging. Impression of an Italian. That's why you don't do impressions. I don't do impressions. I never have. Never will. Marco Polo is probably quickly, maybe, hmm. possibly becoming one of my favorite Euro Possibly games. becoming. Possibly. Possibly. 
becoming one of my favorite Euros. It may be, may be better than Lorenzo. Oh. I have often held that I enjoy Lorenzo, which is also a dice placement game. It's I bet you love. That I enjoy. Marco Polo does something in its design that I have yet to see another game do so effectively. What's that, Jerry? Thank you for asking. You're my excellent host. Uh, you have variable player powers, which I despise. I don't like games that have variable player player powers right. that break the game. Marco that. Polo has been built to be a game that everybody gets this character and they can break one major rule in the game. It seems like you're cheating. For instance, the first time we played, I was this character that didn't have to roll his dice. Right. I just selected just, the value and put it down. You could manipulate them. Which was insane because y'all are over there rolling your dice and using camels. You can pay you use camels to re-roll your dice and travel and so forth. Or adjust. Or get new dice. And you're doing that and the whole time I'm going, Why y'all why y'all doing this? They're like, Well, because that we have to. Whereas I'm like, Well, I don't I don't have to worry about that. Enrique is over here getting contracts and fulfilling contracts one after another after another because he just gets contracts constantly. Yes. You didn't have to pay for he anything. He contracts illness mostly. <laughs> Yes, that's Enrique's power. Illness <laughs> and contracting. contracting. <laughs> uh, I didn't have to pay when I uh, went to a space that was already went occupied. Went to a space already occupied. Yeah, and that's another thing. I can go to a space as long as I can pay. If it's occupied, all I have to do is pay to go there. To pay whatever the lowest amount of pips are on the dice place. Correct. And so it's, it crowds you out. It makes money important, but it makes all these... It makes all of the resources important, but yet you can break one little aspect of the game. That was interesting to play and to realize is that this game is so well balanced. That despite its asymmetry. Despite its asymmetry. That's what amazes me, is that no matter how you play it, you still, you the scoring is great. One of these days you'll stop talking. It's just say something. Marco. This is the first game. I would say we have played that has asymmetrical abilities that we have thoroughly enjoyed with the asymmetrical abilities. I will second that. Because the scoring, we were all within three points of each right, other. We was right. Now, that may have been a unique game, but still, Enrique was doing his thing. Jerry's doing his thing. I was doing my thing. And it was a super tight game, despite each of us having these breaking game, game-breaking abilities and we thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, this last game me and Jerry played, we played a two-player game, two player game. We said, what if we just did away with the player powers? We did. We didn't miss them. The game was just as unique, just as tight, just as, like, do I go here? Do I go there? Where do I go to waste my time at? What do I do? It was just as enthralling as with the player powers. I can I, I understand why people like them. It's neat. I can do this that you can't do. But it never fails. No matter what I can do, I'm always jealous of whatever the other person right. can do. It, it, yeah. And and also it seems like they're cheating. Yes. And it also seems like that. It we, seems better than mine. I, the reason I don't like asymmetrical powers, it seems like everybody's cheating until you win. And when you win, it feels like you've cheated. It's like I won because yes. I did this and I had the, this. The whole time last time, I could have sworn the whole and I kept saying Enrique's gonna win. Yeah. Because he had scads of contracts. I ended up winning. By one point. By one point. Yeah. And uh, and everybody was sitting there going, Yeah, Enrique's gonna blow us out of the water. He's tearing it up. But Enrique decided not to travel around the map. 
just to sit there, complete contracts by gaining resources, getting contracts, and, and fulfilling them. I did my route of just going all over the world, rounding the map, and yet that was still a viable option. So it's interesting that you can completely ignore portions of the game, focus on one thing, and the scoring still comes out. That is a sign of an excellent design game. That is of a well-balanced game. And that is why I think Marco Polo is one of the best Euro games ever made. It, oh. It's 10 years old. I think perhaps it's pro- it may be my favorite. Um, I will say in this time that we played, we played a two-player game. Yes, I lost by 20 points. But still, I you enjoyed very it poorly, though. I played very poorly. I made very bad decisions. I enjoyed it a lot. I still think Lorenzo is a little tighter. I still think Lorenzo, for me, is above Marco Polo. Out of all their games, I think Lorenzo is still at the top. I'm going to. I'm not going to comment on that. Because it may or may not be. I will say this. If you like Lorenzo, if you like Grand Austria Hotel, you owe it oh, to yourself. Good. You owe it to yourself. That's the top three, though, for sure. To play Marco Polo. Teotihuacan's Khan's good. But it's, 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 it's... No, they hit their stride, Marco Polo. Yeah. I mean, they nailed it. They come out the, bat, they come out the gate. They came out of the gate strong with this Did one. you know his great uncle, what his name is? Marco Polo. Oh. In 1168, his great uncle, Marco Polo, borrowed money and commanded a ship in Constantinople. Constantinople? Constantinople. Istanbul. Huh? It's Istanbul. It's modern day Istanbul. Oh. It got sacked, and that's Istanbul. I got that game too. What? Spices. Oh, Istanbul the game? Yes. Uh, well, yeah. why, why are spices so prevalent over there? In that region? Why spices? Like, what kind of spices? Well, we use spices Pepper? in everything. What? Name a spice besides salt and pepper. Paprika, thyme. Paprika, thyme, thyme. That's a dimension. That's not a spice. Uh, Oregano. Which I can control with my superpower. You can control oregano. (laughs) I can control thyme. (laughs) You just make a pizza. (laughs) The shaker just, I just elevate the shaker. I have command over all the condiments. (laughs) Over time. I misspelled it when I wanted requested it. <laughs> Everything my friends eat, are, mm, it's all got a little too much time in it. Uh, what else is there? There's just yeah, spices. Name spices. Is cinnamon a spice? Yeah. Mm. Salt. <laughs> I like how you went all Yoda there. Mm, cinnamon. Uh, I wonder if cinnamon rolls originated in well, that area. Well, back in the day, salt was like that's what people. That's where the term salary comes from. Like salary and onions? No, salary. Like your money you're being paid comes uh-huh. from the term salt. They would pay... In salary? Salary. They paid you in celery sticks? They paid you in salt. Salt? That's where it came from. In salt? Yes. You got salt. They paid you in salt? Yes. That's ridiculous. That's where the term... Sal- Look it up. Wikipedia that on your free time. That's where the Romans did it. Like sal... sal- salary. Yes. Sal. Like your money. Like sal- salen- saline. Yes. Desalinate. <clears throat> I'm going to desalinate you. That means I'm going to fire you. You will no longer get a salary. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, apparently, he inspired like Christopher Columbus Yeah. to travel the world. A lot of people. I'm inspired. Me I and Bubba are were- going to Essen. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there were things still to be discovered. There are. 
What? There's many things to be discovered. <laughs> well, I say what? It's like, well, they've not been discovered yet. <laughs> what? I was hoping to trick you. <laughs> like, do you mean like areas? Yeah, like, like, just the world. Like things like, oh, I don't know what's over there. <laughs> what's over that hill? Mm, don't ask me. Nobody's ever been over there. Well, I guess we'll go see that. Like the, the world is like boring now. No, it's not. It's all been discovered. It doesn't mean that it's been, but you haven't seen it. I'm not going to neither. <laughs> You've seen literally this part. You're you landlocked. Put me on a boat with sails. I'll go. No. I'm not getting on the air, though. Not getting on the air. You, I wouldn't get on a boat for nothing. You gotta be kidding me. No, not sail across the ocean. <laughs> so you would not get on a boat, but you'll get on an airplane. If it, that doesn't make any sense. If an airplane goes down, it goes down and you die instantly. Drowning? Uh, exactly. Drowning? A boat. You got a chance. Please, you gonna how long are you tread Ask water? Rose. How long are you gonna tread water? Ask Rose. Ask the fifteen hundred other people that died on the Titanic <laughs> out there in that freezing water. Ask uh, the unsinkable Molly Brown. She, she said, got a, nope. Unsinkable Molly nope. Brown she got in a boat. Me. She was in a boat. <laughs> she didn't swim. That's why she was unsinkable. <laughs> unsinkable Molly Brown. I can't. I survived. Why can't you? You got in a lifeboat, lady. What? Rose got on a door, right? Yes. What if like Leonardo just went under and like knocked on the door? <laughs> She opens it. Ah! That's rude. That's terrible. Hear a knock at your door. <laughs> That's a good show, too. <laughs> Why couldn't three oh. people be on the door? Well, because three's company. <laughs> Uh, that's where we need uh, to end. Right I gotta there. get out of here. This is like one of our shortest podcasts because we gotta get ready for BGG. But those last three minutes were money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is Jerry. This Follow is Gabby. us. Email us. Thank you very kindly. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the board game snobs. Stay classy.